Welcome to Talk Nation Radio, a half-hour discussion of politics as if the people mattered. I'm David Swanson. It's my great pleasure to welcome to Talk Nation Radio this week Heidi Tilney Kramer, who is a mom and an independent scholar focusing on critical children's studies and U.S. media. A former elementary school teacher, she teaches childhood in America at Eckerd College in Florida and lectures widely. Her new book is Media Monsters, Militarism, Violence, and Cruelty in Children's Culture, and I invited her on after reading a related article published at Open Democracy and at Alternet uh, called How Movies Like Toy Story 3 and The Incredibles Are Turning Our Children into Violent Militarized Monsters. Uh, Heidi Tilney Kramer, welcome to Talk Nation Radio. Thank you so much, David. Thanks for coming on. It's a dramatic headline they had at, at Alternet, uh, Militarized monsters. Uh, what What is wrong with these movies that are that are causing this? Well, um, of course, you know, parents have been complaining about films for a long time, but coinciding with 9-11, uh, they started including torture scenes, actual torture scenes, in American G and PG rated children's. That's in- incredible to me. <laughs> do, do you have some examples? I do. Um, I wrote a thesis uh, called Monsters Under the Bed, an analysis of torture scenes in three Pixar films, and those are Monsters Incorporated, The Incredibles, and Toy Story 3. Um, but pretty much uh, that, that um, horrible action of putting such things in our children's films uh, has uh, gone beyond Pixar. And this doesn't predate 9-11. This is a, a new phenomenon. That's correct. You'll find torturous moments in children's films, but not the heavy militarism and torture scenes that, to my mind, started with Monsters Incorporated. And um, as a parent, uh, I watched all of these films, and um, that one really struck me because there's little Boo, the toddler who is strapped into the scream extractor, um, which is made to look like an electric chair in that it has uh, drainage holes in the seat. So there's a little toddler who speaks just a few words in the film uh, strapped in, and I thought, I need to look at this much more. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know if you've, if you've studied this or if there's any way to study this, but I'm assuming that if children's films with torture scenes had come out of Hollywood in the 1990s, uh, absent all the government endorsement of torture and torture in the news and the endless torture scenes in adult movies, uh, it, there would have been some outrage uh, from from parents, right? Well, one would think, um, you know, but but we know that shows like 24 and Homeland came out um, to make the American public okay with torture. And they not only became okay with it, they became experts in it. So the fact that this is in children's films when we have a problem with the school-to-prison pipeline, for example, um, you know, and and endless wars now, uh, is disturbing. It's extremely disturbing. Um, other other details you mention in your article, uh, Disney trying to trademark the name SEAL Team mm. 6, the name of a unit mm. of the U.S. military. What What is that about? Yeah, exactly. And um, 
to to use that on snow globes and you know Christmas presents uh, seems in bad taste to say, say the least. And and Disney has managed to do that. I take it. Um, actually, uh, I believe it was the Navy and public outcry which stopped them from doing that. They also tried to um, trademark uh, the Day of the Dead, the sacred uh, festival in Mexico, so they would coincide with uh, the release of a film. But again, uh, public outcry stopped that. And and it's it's not just uh, it's not just torture and it's not just war as a as a a label in these films, right? It's extensive, horrific violence of of all sorts, but without the without the sort of of, of suffering and impact and and criticism of violence that you have in at least a few more serious um, movies that depict violence, right? I mean, it's violence... Well, that's right. It's very interesting um, the, the, the way that the torture is framed. So, for instance, in Monsters Incorporated, it's... Um, you know, it, it all happens in an electric company, um, but it's like uh, corporate and government tactics. Uh, the Incredibles, you know, which is uh, um, a family ends up on the torture rack. Nothing happens to them, but they're on the same rack that the dad had been electrocuted on before. Um, and then in Toy Story 3, after we've fallen in love with Buzz Lightyear over, you know, two films, he his he's tortured. His personality has changed. He's set back to his original mode, and um, and then he becomes uh, you know he starts beating up his friends and becomes the jailer over them. Um, so it 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 the the other thing about this is that in um, Toy Story three, uh, the old man chatter telephone is shown bruised because he's been beaten for telling the gang how to escape. Uh, so we're seeing the results of torture. Also, uh, in um, Monsters Incorporated, um, you see a character after interrogation um, wearing a neck brace with a number of bruises. Yeah. The... Uh, it, uh Example just occurs to me as we're speaking of uh, of a torture scene that maybe predates 9/11, and that was a movie called The Princess Bride, um, which I'm not sure what it was rated, uh, but uh, I, I think in that movie torture was depicted as something horrible that the evil bad people do. Uh, it wasn't something that you know elicited actionable intelligence and was a good tool of good governance and so forth, but it, it was. You know, there probably are some examples like that of of torture scenes, right? Well, there probably are, and I know. I mean, in um, <clears throat> I remember vividly uh, watching Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the original one with Gene Wilder, and um, the, when they're in the boat uh, going through a tunnel, there are a number of bizarre depictions, including, I believe, a chicken getting its head cut off, um, which doesn't really seem kid movie friendly either. Um, so, so there are uh, there are examples here and there throughout the entirety of children's films. I mean, including um, seeing a kid uh, get you know uh, beaten in one of the early um, Disney cartoons. Um, but but for it to have become 
common fare now and nobody talking about how upsetting this is. I mean, in effect, we are training children to accept um, these policies that we have, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so. and, and U.S. films are seen worldwide, right? Just as the example That's of the U.S. Right. government is, is followed worldwide, these, these films uh, normalize torture for uh, you know, people of all sorts, not just the 4% of mm-hmm. people that you think are you know, the good people who can use torture properly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, and you know, on, uh, on a, uh, another interview that I had, somebody said, but this is, you know, it's, it's, it's the, 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 the good guys end up winning. So, you know, it's, 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 it's <laughs> not really presented like this is a good thing. I'm like, but it's presented. That's, that's problematic that it's even there. I, I agree. Um, in in your article, you you sort of touch on the the normalization of these sorts of violence uh, across multiple media, not just uh, not just movies. I mean, what's what are some parallels in in the world of video games? Right. So, video games. Um, of course, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman wrote "Stop Teaching Our Kids to Kill" some years back. Um, and he's a psychology professor at West Point. Um, it, it's a very, very good read. Um, he's also lately yeah, been one, training police to, to murder people. In, uh, oh, uh, interesting. <laughs> I didn't know that update. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, this, that's the thing, right? This crossing of the military with the police um, is terrifying. Um, but he he does identify... Uh, if you will, the, the psychology behind this um, and how children become addicted to this behavior. Um, so, so one of the examples that he gives is a 14-year-old Kentucky boy who had never fired a gun in real life uh, who you know, played these video games and got a hold of a weapon, went to school, fired eight times, and had eight hits which I'm not a gun culture person, but apparently that's unheard of in gun culture. So um, so they, they are effective training tools for killing, uh, not to mention that your mindset and, uh, gets hooked by it, and the language that goes with it, right? Uh, you're going to die, I'm going to kill you, whatever. So it, it's an onslaught of video games, uh, what we think of as entertainment, quote-unquote, for children in their films, um, you know, th- there are five media companies that, you know, which control over 90% of everything. And w- while this is going on, mind you, um, the JROTC is starting to move into military, I mean, into middle school. So, so to train children for the military uh, when they're 11 years old, um, most people don't know that. Um, most people don't know that uh, there was a, uh, a an unpublicized provision um, in the No Child Left Behind Act, uh, which expanded militarism, militarization in education. It's called Section 9528, um, the Armed Forces Recruiter Access to Students and Student Recruitment Information, which requires high schools to give all student contact information to the military. 
and parents can opt out by filling out a form, um, but most people don't even know that that's happening. So, you know, and then, as you said, the films, you know, PG-13 films in 2012 surpassed R-rated films in gun violence. You know, you're seeing, like, in the Minions movie, for instance, where they say, prepare for torture, you know, and in the, in the ads for it, you know, that they're gleefully playing in a torture chamber, Um so. Yeah, and people can, by the way, go to studentprivacy.org if they want to get involved in campaigns to get their state to uh, to give parents a, 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 an easy way to, to opt out of sending all their oh, students' information to the military. This is something that Maryland has, has done, and in other states you have to find out all about this on your own, um, which, as you note, doesn't really happen. Um, the You know, there's always been this debate, despite what seems like very strong evidence over whether these films and video games have an impact, but doesn't the fact that the military invests in and collaborates and consults on uh, producing so many movies and video games suggest uh, that the military has a strong opinion on whether there's any any impact or not? Well, that's correct, and they will not, if a, if a director asks the military for help because they need, like, an aircraft carrier or a helicopter for a scene, um, they, they, they have to give up, um, they have to give the Pentagon script approval, and uh, if they don't like the script because it makes the military look bad in any way, they won't help, which is essentially censorship, right, because that's paid for with tax dollars. Yeah. Um. I've started a, uh, a petition um, to John Lasseter on change.org called Disney, uh, Pixar and Disney, No More Torture, Extreme Violence, and Militarism in GMPG Films, um, just to make them aware that we're aware of what's happening. Yeah, it's it's badly needed. Uh, if you send me the link, we'll include that on the on the web page with this show at at talknationradio.org. Um, the uh, the the other thing, of course, that's going on, as you note in your article, is that the U.S. military is drone murdering children, killing children in wars, kicking in doors of households, torturing children. Do do U.S. children? know this? Do they find out about this? Well, I'm sure they don't, um, because the mainstream press, of course, isn't covering the fact that we have tortured real children in the quest to fight terrorism. Um, you know, uh, I, I mean, I, like I said, the reason I'm doing this is because I was so appalled that nobody, you know, either scholars nor the reviewers of these films said, Oh wow, what's that doing in there? That yeah. you know, that that just shows how militaristic I think our society has become and how easily led not just children but parents are. I mean, you know, I remember when um my son was young, um it it, it was a challenge to find video games for early for early childhood. It's a challenge to, you know, I discovered Miyazaki films um, because several of those were uh, benign as opposed to what we were offering our children here. Yeah. So, 
It, it, it seems like we've reached a point where scholars will tell you that nonviolent action works better than militarism and war and violence, and there's endless examples of nonviolently achieving social change and overthrowing tyranny and so forth. But has Disney ever made a, a movie about a nonviolent activist rather than a sword fighter or a gun shooter or a or a, a boxer? You know, I mean, aren't well exactly? Or or geez, how about even you know an African American doctor? You know, I mean, we you look at this film really carefully. Like everybody, there was there's a great article on um, Cracked.com. Uh, it's like the 10 most racist moments in Disney classic films. Yeah. And nobody's talking about what's happening now. It's still happening. You know, when, for instance, when Buzz Lightyear switched to Spanish mode in Toy Story 3, you know, he becomes, you know, he's, he's dancing and he's singing and he's, you know, flirting with Jesse, who's kind of Woody's gal, you know, um, this Lothario kind of uh, person. It's, it's really racist. To this day, and so when children see these films, they think, "Oh, a person who speaks like that must be like this." You know, every every black person in these films, it's like there's this cool inner city vibe, like they might be drug dealers or something. It's not, as I said, a, a black doctor or a, a, a regular person. You know, in the film Turbo, it's two brothers that are from uh, Mexico, um, and you see there's bars on the windows. At one point, he has to, driving in traffic, he has to stop at a light so that a police car with a siren can fly by. You know, they they make fun of, uh, when they're the Indianapolis 500 in this film, um, the uh, announcers make fun of T-shirts, you know, their homemade T-shirts. Like, you know, it's like amazing what you can do on a home computer these days. Um, so they're, they're very sexist, they're very racist, they're very classist. Um, and I and I'm frustrated that nobody's really looking at that. We we just mindlessly go, oh, we have to go out to the latest Pixar film, you know, with our kids because that's the hip thing to do. Yeah, and it's for kids supposedly. What about what about Aladdin, uh, which is uh, set in a part of the world where numerous U.S. wars have been going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they even. Um, Henry Chirot talks about how uh, that film was released during the first Gulf War. Um, the uh, lead characters, you know, the Princess Jasmine um, and uh, Aladdin, are uh, drawn to be beautiful, if you will. Um, Aladdin, he's, he's, he's uh, taken, like they use Tom Cruise, I guess, uh, as, a, as a model for, for that character, um, but all of the other depictions of uh, the Arabic world are insulting, that, that they're not drawn well, they, they didn't use real Arabic in the film, they used this nonsensical scrawl, um, they had the lines, I don't know if you remember, um, but uh, where they'll uh, cut, off your, cut off your ear if they don't like your face, it's barbaric, but hey, it's home. And um, groups tried to get Disney to to take that out. They finally did, um, but they they do not have a good history of being kind to all types of people. And I think when you're in charge of training children, that should be a priority for you. So, um, yeah. 
One would think so. <laughs> We're speaking with Heidi Tilney Kramer, whose book is called Media Monsters, Militarism, Violence, and Cruelty in Children's Culture. Uh, Heidi, you also wrote about uh, children in schools uh, witnessing their their classmates being arrested in school and uh, about the, the school to prison slash military uh, pipeline. Uh, this is something that, that fits with this, uh, with this sort of culture. Well, it does. And, um, you know, uh, really, uh, as I said, I was an elementary school teacher briefly. Um, and I was a bit appalled by what I saw in the schools. But to know that there are examples like uh, children, you know, they have these slave auctions now, for instance, to, you know, teach children what slavery was like or the coming over on the ship experience. Um, unfortunately, uh, several teachers have used students of color as the, you know, the, the slaves on the auction block um, and have the white kids uh, choose which were worthy enough for purchase, um, for instance. But children who are even getting behind in their homework or, you know, who write a loving message on their desk are being, you know, the police are being called. They're sent straight to the police station. There's no calling the parent first. These are, these are infractions, minor infractions, you know, that used to be, oh, gosh, you'd have to go talk to the principal. You know, but now, um, and and they're replicating the prison system in poor neighborhoods and neighborhoods of color. Um, so, so the, you know, it, it, you need to teach your child now what to do in case you're arrested. You know, um, and that, and it does. It all plays into um, what 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 they're portraying in media. Yeah, it's. I wonder what you think of uh, campaigns that some are promoting to try to get the the last nation on earth, uh, namely this one, to sign on to the Convention on the Rights of the Child, um, which uh, yeah. of course forbids recruiting children to the military and forbids mm -hmm. life mm -hmm. prison sentences for children and uh, forbids various things that go on in U.S. culture. Would would it be well? Useful? And I don't think. Yeah, no, it would be wonderful. And, of course, never happen. Why never happen? You know, well, I think I think the, the, the main argument is that it might go against parental rights, which is hilarious. Uh, but in actuality, we couldn't do, like, you, as you said, we couldn't be starting to put, you know, the ROTC into middle schools if we had that in place. Well, I'm not putting the ROTC into middle schools, uh, and plenty of people said ending slavery would never happen. Plenty of people said women voting mm. would never happen. I mean, anything that's ever happened, everybody said it would never happen. Well, I'm still hopeful, um, of course, yeah. because we're we are we are breaking a number of the um, um, articles of that agreement. Yeah. What do you what do you think of the uh, of the bill that more and more people seem to uh, to think is a progressive proposal uh, called the Dream Act, uh, which essentially, as I understand it, still says that if you are an immigrant uh, young person without documented uh, you know legal residency, you can 
go to college if you happen to win the lottery, or you can join the military, uh, and that way you can you can be a citizen. Um, it's, it's it's not exactly my dream for for this country or the world. But what did, do you do? Do you share my criticism, or do you think it's a? I totally share your criticism, and I read um, something recently, and I can't remember where, uh, but they were talking about. Um, putting in a, 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 a similar thing in, in, I believe, in the Chicago school, that by the time you graduated from high school, you had to have, you either had to show proof that you were going to college or, as you said, going to the military. So. Yeah, yeah, this was a Rahm Emanuel uh, proposal in okay. Chicago, one of the worst uh, politicians okay. yeah. I'm aware of, uh, Rahm Emanuel, uh, but uh, who won't be there much longer, I think. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's outrageous to well, me. You know, and consider this, right, like the top three employers here, I believe, are the military, McDonald's, and Walmart. So as we're heading into the total service industry, you know, uh, for our workforce and getting rid of um, real jobs, um, what choice do people, will people really have? Particularly if you're not giving good resources to schools, um, so the children aren't being properly trained to go to college, they're being, you know, and of course now even if they do, they're going to get knee-deep into debt probably from student loans, another travesty. Mm-hmm. Um, but but, but we, we are making it so there are fewer and fewer options for our youth. Yeah, <laughs> and the, the one that actually pays far better than the other two of those three is, of course, the military. Um, uh, the, uh, the the people who come to my town here in Charlottesville, Virginia, with their racist signs, you know, it, my friends like to make fun of their bad spelling and their lack of any real knowledge of Confederate history. Um, but this is this is what our schools uh, are creating, right? Well, that's right. I mean, you know, read five minutes of Howard Zinn, and you'll see that half of what you learn in school isn't correct. You know. Um, yeah. Do, do uh, we we have just uh, about a minute left? Do you uh, have any recommendations for people in terms of avoiding the bad and finding the good in in entertainment and and culture in the U.S.? Well, yeah. I mean, um, <clears throat> there are groups that can help you to help your children be media literate. Um, I, I think it's I think it's worth the search. We cannot count on the MPAA to properly rate uh, for violence in these films. So you really do need to to search out um, and and write to these filmmakers, write to these video game creators, you know, ask them for something that's proper for the children, you know. Um, Look outside the country if you need to. Like I say, the Hayao Miyazaki films, um, not not all of them, but uh, a number of them are... You know, there's there's not gratuitous violence. Um, when there is some, it's, it's I think legitimately added. Um, I have a Facebook page called Media Monsters Are Against Kids. Um, my website is www.mediamonsters.us. And um, if I can do anything to help, please let me know. Um, 
but Common Sense Media, there are a number of groups out there that are really trying to help parents to become media literate. You can teach your children to be media literate and not just, uh, you know, if you take a minute and say, wow, did that character handle that well, you know, for instance. Yeah. You know. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. We will put those links up at talknationradio.org. Heidi Tilney Kramer's book is Media Monsters, Militarism, Violence, and Cruelty in Children's Culture. Heidi, thank you for coming on Talk Nation Radio. Thank you, David. Thank you for the work you do. It's very important. This is Talk Nation Radio. I'm David Swanson. Take action at rootsaction.org. Help end war at worldbeyondwar.org. All past shows can be heard at davidswanson.org. Talk Nation Radio is produced in Charlottesville, Virginia, and syndicated by Pacifica Network. If you are listening to a nonprofit station, Please support that station. Talk Nation Radio is funded by contributors at davidswanson.org. There is no way to peace. Peace is the way. Until next time.